Let's go to Psalms 118 and verse 24. How many of you know this verse by heart? If you don't know, I have to throw something at you. Okay, you may not know the reference, but I hope you catch the reference this morning. Okay, Psalms 118 verse 24. Let's read it out loud. This that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. The psalmist is writing and he's saying there is a particular day that I'm talking about. See, there are specific seasons and specific places which are specifically meant for worship which are specifically meant to lift up the name of the Lord. There are other places where you may have to keep silent and quiet. There are certain seasons when you may have to just stay still. But then there are certain days and certain seasons when we have to rejoice. And the psalmist looks at one of those days and he says, this day that I'm talking about, this is a day that the Lord has made. This is going to be my response to that day. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Amen. Now if you read the context of Psalms 118, you would see that this was quoted again in the New Testament during a, a great praise festival. I'll take you to the book of Luke chapter 19. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be mixing verses from Luke 19 and Matthew 21 because it's the same story essentially. Let's go to Luke 19 and verse 28. After telling this story, Jesus, it says, he went on towards Jerusalem and he was walking ahead of his disciples. There were certain seasons in Jesus' life when Jesus would refrain going to Jerusalem. When his disciples would say, let's go to Jerusalem. When his brothers would say, let's, let's prove you right. And Jesus would say, no, 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 my time has not yet come. But then there came a day, there came a time, there came a season when Jesus said, okay, now it's time for us to go to Jerusalem. And it's not his disciples leading. Jesus is the one going ahead of them. Because see, Jerusalem is the place of sacrifice. Jerusalem is the place of worship. Jerusalem is the place where people praise God, where people come to, to lift up the name of God. Some of them have wrong intentions. Some of them have wrong ways of worship. And still they would all flock to Jerusalem to be able to worship God. That's why, you know, you would see there was a conversation between the Samaritan lady and Jesus. And the Samaritan lady said, hey, I don't know why you Jews believe that worship has to be in Jerusalem. That worship has to be in this place where the temple is. That worship has to be towards the temple. That, that all your life you have to devote yourself to, to, to going towards this place which is so important for you. What is so special about this place? Because we've been worshipping in these places and it's still working for us. So why is it that you guys are so possessive about Jerusalem? And all through Jesus' ministry, Jerusalem was a place of great highlight because the disciples were very scared of going to Jerusalem sometimes. And, there are, and, and, and those that are challenging Jesus, 
they would keep provoking Jesus to go into Jerusalem. And finally, at this point, the Bible says, Jesus decided it's time. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we are going to make it happen. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. It says in Luke 19 and verse 29, as he came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany, these towns are on the way to Jerusalem. It says on the Mount of Olives, he stopped. Till now, he's the one going ahead, right? At this point, the Bible says Jesus, he stopped and he sent two of his disciples ahead of him. Now he's saying, I want to go ahead, but before I go ahead, there needs to be a certain level of preparation that needs to go in. There needs to be a certain level of equipping, a certain change of how we've been doing things till now. Till now, we've come walking, but now things have to be elevated a little bit. So he said to two of his disciples, he said, why don't you guys go on ahead? Because now, if I have to go any further from here, I can't go in the way that I'm going now. See, Jesus was not trying to get praise from people. Jesus was not trying to, you know, compel people to worship him. But Jesus, he knew the prophetic significance of the next season or the next journey that he's about to take. And he understood that, hey, now it is time for my elevation. And so he sent two of his disciples ahead of him. He sent them ahead and said, hey, why don't you go and prepare certain things? Why don't you go and bring me certain things? Why don't you go and make way for this praise festival that we are about to enter into? Why don't you go ahead and, and, and start preparing the hearts and the minds of people? Why don't you go and prepare the provisions? You know, the, you know for anything to happen, provisions are required, right? So these two disciples were sent ahead of time to create, to make way for the provisions of, the, of that praise festival that is about to take place in the time of Jesus. That Jesus told them in verse 30, go into that village over there. He pointed to them. There is that village over there. And as you enter it, you will see a young donkey that is tied there. The specific detail about this donkey is that no one has ever ridden this donkey. Now this is your assignment, disciples. Untie it and bring it here. This donkey was exclusive. Nobody has used this donkey before. This donkey was never ridden before. This donkey was never used before. This donkey has never plowed before. This donkey was kept away for a specific purpose. And Jesus said, there, there, there is a donkey that you will find when you enter into this, into this village. That is the donkey that I need. Not because there were no donkeys around where Jesus was. But Jesus said, there is an exclusive worship, exclusive praise. Your praise that you give to me cannot be the same praise that you gave me the last Sunday. The worship, the kind of worship that you give me in this season, because this is a new day 
that the Lord has made and what you're going to give me right now, it cannot be the same thing that you gave me last week. It has to be an exclusive worship. It has to be an exclusive praise. Do you know that you and I, we were created to praise God? You know, there, there was an exclusive reason with which God created us. Let's read this. This is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21. God says, the people, is there people like that in this place? God is saying, the people whom I formed, for whom? For myself. The people that I brought together in a community called Bangalore Revival Center. For whom? For the pastor? No, 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 no. For myself. There is an exclusive purpose of God beyond what we see and what we declare and what we understand. There is a purpose with which God brought us together. And God says, the people that I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. My praise. This donkey had no other purpose in life other than to ride, other than to have Jesus ride on him. That was the exclusive purpose of his life. Nobody else could ride on this donkey. Nobody else had ridden on this donkey before. Nobody else were allowed to ride on the donkey afterwards. This donkey had an exclusive purpose for living. And that is to ride, that is to have Jesus ride on this donkey into Jerusalem. The Bible says, Jesus told the disciples, you have to be very specific. As you go into this village, you'll find a lot of donkeys. I'm not looking at the donkeys that are, you know, common. I'm not looking at the donkeys that are used to carrying weight. I'm not looking for donkeys that have a lot of experience. I'm not looking for donkeys that have a lot of makeup on. I'm looking for donkeys that are exclusive to me. I'm looking for my people that I have, that I have formed exclusively for myself. They, they cannot have a compromised purpose in life. I'm not saying they are perfect. I'm not saying this, this is going to be the royal horse of Jerusalem. No, it might just be a donkey. But it has to be an exclusive donkey. That is what Jesus is looking for. And the Bible says, this is the people that I have called so that they might declare my praise. Luke chapter 19 verse 31 onwards. Jesus told the disciples, if anyone asks you, if anybody has the audacity to come to you and ask you, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. Just say this, the Lord needs it. If I, if I was in Jesus' place, I would, I, would, I would instruct my disciples saying, you know, you have to tell them, don't worry, you give one donkey, you will get 10 donkeys back. You, you, will, you will never have lack of donkeys in your life. You know, all the sermon series about giving, I would, I would give them links. You have to give this to them. So they, they, they should be very happy that they gave their donkey to Jesus. But Jesus said, no, no, no. The only explanation that you would give them is this. The Lord needs it. You know, our praise has to be detached from the reward of that praise. If the, 
if our praise is very much connected to what we are going to get as a result of that praise, then that is a very selfish praise. The only thing that I'm here to tell you this morning, church, is that your praise, it has to be exclusive. And your praise, it belongs to Jesus. He needs it. He is going to use it for His glory. He is going to use it for some prophetic significance. See, what is about to go down in this chapter is very prophetic. Zechariah had declared it centuries before. This is about to become a prophetic declaration over the city of Jerusalem. This is going to prepare Jesus to be elevated, to be glorified, to be crucified, and then to be raised from the dead. This, this, this particular act, but, but Jesus doesn't give explanation to the people that are giving away the donkey. Jesus doesn't say, you know, when you give this money, you have no idea how many people are going to be saved. But people are going to be saved. 3,000 people are going to be saved as a result immediately in the next few days because of this one donkey. There are thousands of people. The church is about to be established on the earth because of this donkey. But Jesus doesn't give any explanation. You know, if our giving to God, if our praise, if our worship is very much dependent on how it is going to result or how it is going to change the outcome, how more people are going to come into my church. Please, please, let me tell you this morning, the Lord needs your worship. I'm changing. I know that all, all along I've been telling you the Lord doesn't need your worship. But this morning I'm telling you there is a particular season when the Lord needs your praise. Because it's the, Jesus himself who is telling the disciples to go and tell them the Lord has need of it. Not, it's, not, it's not Jesus saying it'll be a good idea you know, if you send me this donkey. If you can't, it's perfectly alright. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I need this. Will you please trust me when I say that the Lord needs your praise this morning? Will you, will you please surrender 100% without knowing what is about to take place? Without knowing the glory that is about to manifest? Without having a clue of where the Lord is going to take you into? Will you still surrender? Will you still accept it when Jesus says, the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of it. You know, it, it takes a, a group of people that are very secure, that know who they are, that know who what their purpose in life is, to be able to give away things without having an having a understanding of what it will bring for them. See, if, if, if I am a businessman, then when I give money, I'm expecting returns. But when I have a revelation that I'm not giving money as a businessman gives to somebody who is doing business with him, I'm giving money as a father gives money to his son. And I know that this guy may not make the most of this money or may not do the best use of this money, but I have a revelation of who I am. I am the provider. I am the father to this son. So even if he doesn't use the money in the 100% you know, potential way, I will still give him the money because of my 
security in my identity. So this morning, our praise cannot be from a place of lack. You know, our, our praise cannot be from a place of, oh my God, what will happen if I don't worship? Our praise cannot be from a place where we are insecure of who we are. Our praise cannot be from a place of not having an understanding of what God has done in our lives. This morning, our praise has to be an overflow. It has to be a result of a revelation that we have, that we are who God says we are. I am who God says I am. The Bible says, and sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? They were the owners. And they asked, we, we have the authority to ask, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. The Lord needs some radical worshippers in this church today. The Lord needs certain radical givers in this church today. The Lord needs certain radical expressions of praise in this house today. The Lord needs it. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 when Peter writes to the church he tells them but you come on some of you, you know this because we've been singing this in that song. I am, we are a chosen generation. You know, so, so, so we know this, right? Let's declare this. But you, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. But you, you are a holy nation. But you, you are a peculiar a peculiar people. Why? Why is Apostle Peter reminding the church who they are? Why is Apostle Peter saying that? So that they can feel happy about it and just, you know, write it on their Facebook posts saying, I, I am a special person. No, he's saying, see, you should know your identity because it says, so that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is why Apostle Peter is giving you a revelation of your identity so that you can be secure in who you are. So that, so that you, can, you can just go to rest. You're not ordinary. You're, you, you are not a victim of your circumstances. See, see, when we, are, when we are living like a victim, it's very hard to worship. When we are living like everything is lacking in my life, it's very hard to give God praise. That's why Apostle Peter is reminding us who we are. He's saying, you, you're not like that. You, you have a new identity. You, 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 you should know how rich you are this morning. He's saying, you are a chosen, a chosen a chosen generation. You're not an ordinary people. You are a chosen generation. Handpicked by God. Handpicked by God. Handpicked by God. Handpicked by God. There was there somebody on your left and somebody on your right. But you got handpicked by God. You got handpicked by God. 
and he says you are a royal priesthood not just that you are a priest but you are you are a, a royal priesthood of the order of melchizedek because he was a priest and he was a king and he says hey that's that's the family line you belong to you you, you don't belong to levites you don't belong to judaites you belong to the family line of melchizedek because there is a royalty in your blood and there is priestly nature in your blood so your worship this morning your praise this morning it cannot be from a place of lack it cannot be from a place of ignorance it cannot be because you you know you you're compelled to worship god it cannot be because you have no other options but to worship god it has to come from a place of identity it has to come from a place of knowing who you are this is who i am i am a chosen person i'm a chosen generation i am a royal priesthood i am a holy nation come on look at your neighbor and say you are a nation ah there is a nation hidden inside of you at the moment you may look like a single guy but there is a nation at the moment it may just be four people in your home but you are a nation you are a nation you are a nation god looked at abraham and said you are a nation god looked at sarah and said you are a nation there are nations in your womb there are nations that are hidden inside of you so you are a nation this morning you are bigger than you look like and to add to it he says you are a holy nation ha ah, do you know what it means to be a holy nation meaning you are a set apart nation you you are a consecrated nation you are a separated nation you're not like everybody else you are a set apart nation yes you are set apart in jesus name yes you are bigger than you look yes you 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 are different you're different you're different you're different and that is why your praise will smell different this morning hallelujah and then it says you are a peculiar people <laughs> you know these are the peculiar people's problems that that make us be isolated in our friend circle anybody feels isolated anybody feels rejected anybody feels pushed out it's okay because the lord says you are a peculiar people a peculiar people yeah it's okay it's okay if if you don't get celebrated by everybody because there is a peculiar property about who you are which which everybody cannot gel with which which everybody will not celebrate which is okay which is perfectly fine because the bible says the reason he has called you a chosen generation a royal priest the reason he has called you a holy nation uh, a peculiar people is so that you should show forth the praises that you should exhibit so that you should be the one to display so that you should be the one to amplify to magnify the praises of him 
who hath called you how many of you know that there is a calling upon your life it was that one call from the mouth of jesus that one word that 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 brought you from from darkness into his marvelous light from from a place of total anonymity a place where we were nobodies to a place where we are now peculiar we are chosen we are hand picked where where there is a specific purpose of god upon our life where god is daily daily carving out things in our lives that that calling that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light today you and i we are witnesses of that calling today you and i we are to amplify that voice amplify that sound we are to show forth the praises of him that called us out of darkness into his marvelous light and somebody said an amen so this so this owners of this colt they did not give the colt or the donkey away because they wanted something in return they did not worship jesus because they were expecting something prophetic to go down on that day which is about to take place but there was no expectation the only thing the bible says is the owners the owners they asked what is it for when they heard that it is because the lord needs it they said you can take it freely no problem nothing no issues and this morning i'm speaking to the hearts and the minds of people and i'm telling you the lord needs your worship he is about to do something really big with it but i i don't want to give you the greed and tell you all of those things i just want to tell you the lord needs it will you give it because of who you are because of your identity because you know where god has placed you you know what god has given into your hands you know what what has been entrusted into your hands are you ready to give it to jesus wow the bible says in luke chapter 19 verse 35 read it with me so they brought the colt to jesus and they threw their garments over it for him to ride on <laughs> no who did this the disciples you remember the two disciples that were sent the two disciples they obeyed jesus word to word and they brought the colt now what jesus wanted was for the scriptures to be fulfilled jesus wanted the elevation to happen but what jesus did not ask for was garments to be thrown on it this is where intelligent disciples come into play the intelligent disciple said yes yes what jesus needs is just the colt but i'm not just going to give what he needs <laughs> i'm going to do everything possible to elevate him a little more higher to make him a little more comfortable in my house i'm going to do everything possible to make him a little more comfortable in my church i'm going to do everything possible to make him a little more elevated in my surroundings he didn't ask for it but that is what i'm going to give him 
the disciples they exercised their faith and their faith was so beautiful the next verse are you ready for the next verse i want you to catch this okay in the spirit okay it says luke 19 verse 36 as he rode along what does it say the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of him are you catching the revelation what the church did the city also imitated what the disciples did people who were not disciples of jesus people who didn't have a revelation that he is the messiah people who didn't know who this jesus is <laughs> they began to do the exact thing that the church did church please understand the power of your worship is such the power of your giving is such the power of your praise is such that it can saturate it can it can take over it can become the culture the norm of the land that you're living in they they will not know why they are humming this tune <laughs> but they will do it because there are disciples who did it before they began doing it you know we are we are we are out here you know stretching our hands at the city and saying lord let them put their garments lord let them put their we are not putting our own garments we are like this this is i mean this is louis vuitton you know or this is from zara or, you know the, you have no idea how expensive this brand is jesus did not ask for this come on whatever jesus asked i gave already but this is very expensive i i don't think jesus wants this i don't think he will want me to sacrifice so much but if you do it church let me speak to the wise virgins in the church not to the ignorant ones not to the ones that are just waiting to survive the second coming not to the ones who are somehow hoping to make it to heaven let me speak to the ones that are wise that are prepared that are going ahead of their time they are saying i am not just going to give god what is basic necessity i'm going to give god more than what is necessary so this morning let the lord reveal to you what your garments are let the lord show you what is it that takes for you to praise him for you to praise him and let me also prophesy that you would start seeing the same thing manifest in your ministry when you start talking to people and you start bringing people to the lord you will see the sacrifices that you made being reflected in the sacrifice that they will make when they begin to give to the lord when they begin to worship god when they begin to serve god yeah yeah sometimes it's not about money we we think that you know if i can just give a little more money it's not actually about money it's about your heart how how much of your heart are you able to lay down on the altar oh my god for abraham it was not about money for abraham it was about the son that he loves there was somebody that he loved so deeply he i mean abraham could give all his money away at the, at the heartbeat 
But here is God asking not for the money. Here is God asking not for the property. Here is God asking for the son that he loves. Are you able to give what you love? Because I'm telling you, your sacrifices are about to become the norm of your city. Your worship is going to become the culture of your church. Your, 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 your praise offerings is going to become the way, the, the, is, is going to become the pattern of how others will begin to praise God. Yeah. Some of us, we, ha we have to become very creative in how we praise God in this season. Amen. I, I liked what Pastor Jojo said. He said, you know, Paul and Silas, they probably couldn't even clap their hands. But, but they began to, you know, use the chains. You know, and, and the same chains that, that had kept them bound, the same chains that had kept them restricted became the instruments of praise. The same chains that was, 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 was stopping their movement became the cause for more movement in the entire prison. And I, I believe that the time has come when our praise begins to go beyond the church. When our praise begins to saturate the atmosphere. You know, that story, you know, it's just an evergreen story, you know, that Paul and Silas story. I was just thinking about it when Pastor Jojo was preaching. I was thinking, I can understand if Paul and Silas did not escape the prison. Why did the other prisoners stay back? Have you thought about it? See, Paul and Silas, they were honest people. They, didn't want, they were not afraid of anything. They were not here afraid of punishment. That's why they didn't escape. But why did the other prisoners not escape? <laughs> because there was, there was a, a grace and a sacrifice that Paul and Silas made when they said, I'm not going to escape. And the same sacrifice caught the rest of the prisoners. They are like, okay, if you're not going to go, we are not going to go either. What, I mean, please understand, these are not baptized, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians. These, they are murderers. They are thieves. They, they have done very vile things. I'm not talking about good people here. But these people, they decided, Paul and Silas, whatever you do, we will do. If you will stay back, we will also stay back. And Paul and Silas did not have to threaten them with a knife and a sword and say, hey, if you escape, you know, this, you know, poor man, he's going to commit suicide. Nothing. They stayed on their own will. Have you thought about it? It's because your worship, your praise, your sacrifices, your giving to the Lord, it can become the culture of the environment where the Lord has placed you. One of the things that he declared that day is that because I'm in the ICU, people will be set free there. I didn't know this, but they told me that when I got out of the ventilator, most of the patients in the ICU got out of the ventilator. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? I mean, when have you heard of an ICU without ventilator? <laughs> so the declarations that you made here, the things that were spoken here, it had an effect in another place. It may look like an empty declaration when we are making it here.
but it had an effect in the icu where i was in and and that is the grace that our praise carries our praise is different from our worship see you should understand our our worship is our response to god but our praise is not just our response to god our praise is our response to god it is the response that we give to the environment around us it is the response that we give to the enemy that has come to fight us it is the response that we give to people that are mocking us taunting us at that point and it is the response that we give even to people that are supporting us and standing by us because because you sh- you see that the the two people's worship their praise their faith in saying we're going to take off our jackets and we're going to put it on the donkey their faith their expression the others they said wow if you know the the there's no more space on the donkey but there is space under the donkey <laughs> and how many of you know that this donkey is going to poop on this journey this donkey is going to really destroy that brand new suit that you got and yet they were okay with it they were like this is my honor to jesus and nowhere else they've never seen this being done to anybody else but they did it somebody's praise somebody's worship provoked someone else's worship may you may you be a reason for someone else to say man i know how worship looks like I know what praise looks like because worship you know I I I can't measure your worship because your worship happens in a very deep place holy of holies so I can't say one kg worship kiya aaj you know this is better than last sunday's worship I can't but I can measure your praise I can measure how many clap offering you gave to the lord today I can measure how loud you shouted today So your, your your worship may not necessarily be measurable but your praise it is possible for me to pick up garment after garment and say today when Jesus walked into this house this is how many garments were sacrificed this is how many garments were laid out this is how many people gave up their comfort and this is the result this is the result are you ready for this church It says Luke 19 verse 37. So this is going on from a long time, okay? It says, finally when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives. Now Jerusalem is in sight, okay? So they are coming down the Mount of Olives. So there is a particular place again, place. Remember that. It says all of his followers they said, okay. Now garments are not enough. now we're going to amplify our praise more now they said all of his followers they began to shout they began to sing as they walked along they began to praise god for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen they just they they just said hey it, i now i i just can't keep quiet now it has to be more than just what i give to the lord now i have to go crazy see in the last three and a half years of jesus ministry any time that somebody did a miracle or somebody received a miracle jesus would tell them keep quiet 
don't talk about it you know even if you do don't mention it's me jesus was very very careful to make sure more people don't hear about what jesus is doing but at this point jesus is allowing his followers his disciples to dance around him so there is a season that's why i began with saying this is the day there is a day that the lord has made where people that have a revelation of that particular day see jesus did not demand it jesus did not say okay now everybody come start start the three and a half years i stopped you but today is the day please nothing but these guys they had a revelation that this is the day this is the day when i am going to go into the next season this praise that i am releasing in this atmosphere it is going to not just elevate jesus it's going to elevate me it is going to elevate my my circumstances they began to shout not speak but they began to shout and they began to sing and they began to praise god for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen for the last three and a half years they kept quiet but they said no 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 but this is the day <laughs> this is the day when i'm going to shout this is the day when i'm going to dance this is the day when i'm going to sing this is the day when i'm going to remember 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 what god has done every little thing that god has done in the last 3 and a half years i'm going to remember and i'm going to worship god for these things because now they were about to enter into jerusalem and the bible says you need to enter the gates with thanksgiving and we enter into his courts with praise we don't we 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 don't come silent when we enter into his jerusalem when we enter into this place that god has given us when we enter into a community where god has formed us we don't come with a quiet spirit we come amplifying what god has done praising and singing and giving praise and thanks to him read that with me psalm 100 verse 4 enter his gates with thanksgiving you need to go into his courts with praise give somebody give thanks to him and somebody praise his name one more time enter his gates with thanksgiving go into his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise one more time enter his gates with thanksgiving go into his courts with praise we give thanks to him and we give praise to his name because his name is worthy in heaven and on earth his name is worthy he has done more than enough for us to give thanks to him he doesn't need to do a new miracle today he has done more than enough all that it requires is certain intelligent christians in the church who will say two and a half years back he turned water into wine i don't think i danced enough for that today i'm going to dance for that 
three years back he healed that blind guy there he's not even in our church now but i'm going to worship <laughs> i'm not going to wait for things to change in my home i'm going to remember everything that jesus did and i'm going to enter into his courts with praise and i'm going to give thanks to jesus and i'm going to elevate him and i'm going to say you're worthy lord and i'm going to say you're glorious king you deserve it god you deserve it you deserve it yes the bible says this is the song that they sang when they were praising okay you want to read this luke 19 verse 38 blessings on the king who comes in the name of the lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven peace in heaven and glory so they were singing blessings and praise and honor upon the one who comes in the name of the lord upon the king who comes now in all of this jesus never told them i am the king jesus never confessed to be the king even the even to peter james and john whatever revelation that jesus gave them jesus said until my resurrection you should not talk about it which they didn't this is before the resurrection so there was no way that these guys are doing it because jesus gave them a revelation they are doing it out of their own revelation they are doing it because they they have a understanding of of what they want to see in jesus see these guys were like a sheep that were scattered without a shepherd what they wanted the most was a shepherd to lead them to guide them to feed them to provide for them to fight for them and they looked at jesus and they said that's jesus everything that we ever needed we find it in jesus and they began to sing and dance and worship around it now honestly speaking jesus is not about to fight for them you know the story jesus did not come to kill the romans jesus was not about to give everybody enough money in their bank accounts but these people they the expression of their faith was that everything that we need is in him what we need is a king what we need is a messiah it's in this person everything that we need whether we get it today or not everything that we need is in jesus that was the expression of their praise do you know what happened as a result of their praise are you ready for this please tell me you're ready to read the next verse i want you to be awake right now okay matthew chapter 21 verse 10 read it with me 1 2 3 go the entire city of jerusalem it was in an uproar as he entered and they began to ask who is this the entire city of jerusalem they did see you should understand jesus has been to jerusalem so many times but never has the city been in uproar but this time he came not as an ordinary person this time he came seated on the praises of his people do you know every time you go to your office jesus comes with you 
but then this time when you go back to your office it's not like the last time that he came it's not like the last time that you went this time you're walking in with Jesus seated elevated glorified magnified honored praised given sacrifices and honor and songs and thanksgiving to and this time when you go back to that same environment people will begin to ask what is it that you carry today who is it that you carry today who is it that you sing about today who is it that you worship today we want to know we want what you have we want to have a revelation that you have we want to have the understanding that you have who is this jesus you want to read the reply and the crowds replied <laughs> come on somebody shout it's jesus jesus loudly it's jesus louder it's jesus when they began to ask who is this we want to we want to know we want to know we want to know please understand if if your praise and if your worship is not causing curiosity in the environments you go to then i think that our praise and worship lacks even in the delusional state in my icu you know people wanted to know what was i talking about <laughs> because i was casting out demons they were like what do you mean by casting out demons am i evil person do you think i'm bad and you know then i i i had to talk certain things to them why because there are things that you carry that cannot be hidden that there is a grace you carry that cannot be kept under the under the blanket it cannot be kept under the cot and people will be naturally inquisitive to understand hey wait a minute i want to i want to know the nature of your worship the nature of your adoration why are you so obsessed with this thing why are you so obsessed with this name why are you so obsessed about this church why are you so obsessed about doing these things in this particular fashion if if people don't naturally have a problem with what you're doing then there is then our praise or our worship it is lacking because like i told you worship is for the lord but our praise it has to create an imbalance in the environment we go into our praise has to create earthquakes our praise it has to raise some questions today and there's only one answer <laughs> it's jesus there's only one answer it is jesus his name is jesus The reason I sing is because of Jesus. The reason I'm peaceful is because of Jesus. The reason I'm excited is because of Jesus. The reason I'm not giving up is because of Jesus. Yes, you may have a negative report, but the reason I respond like this is because of Jesus. Yes, you may call me all the names, but I know, I know, and I know. I know why I worship. I know why I sing. I know why I praise. I know why I dance. I know why I cry. It is Jesus. It's only Jesus. 
it's Jesus. You may not have heard about him, but I have heard. You may not have experienced him, but I have experienced. You may not have tasted him, but I have tasted. And I have seen that he is good. And I know why I worship, because it's Jesus. I know why I sing. I know why I scream. I know why I sacrifice. Because it's Jesus. Because it is Jesus. <laughs> the crowds replied, not the disciples. Who replied? Who started the worship? The disciples started the worship. But now, the crowds have taken over the worship. <laughs> the crowds are like, we don't care if the pastors don't show up. We don't care if the church is not happening. We don't care if the believers have given up believing. <laughs> we don't care if the church don't have the first love anymore. Let's declare this over Bangalore. That my city, this city, will have a revelation of who Jesus is. We will have worship on the streets. Ah, oh, we will have worship in the most unexpected places. We will have praise festivals. We will be known for our worship. Because the church loves to worship. It will take over the culture of the city. And the crowds will say it is Jesus. <laughs> Not the pastors, not the evangelists, not the anointed ones. The crowds will say. The crowds will say. The crowds in MG Road will scream. The crowds in Palace Ground will scream. It's Jesus. The crowds on the bus, on the metro, on the flights, they will say it's Jesus. They will say, we know, we know where it is coming from. There's a Jesus. Somebody said it's Jesus. Jesus. Let me repeat one thing. If your praise is not powerful enough to raise questions, this morning we have to repent. This morning we have to accelerate. This morning we have to let it go out of this house. Like I told you, worship is for God. But our praise has to be on public display. Our praise is for people to see. Our praise is for people to have an introduction to the Jesus that we worship. It says in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 12, Jesus, after he entered into Jerusalem, the first place he goes is the temple. Because that is where the worship is happening. That is where the sacrifices are happening. That's where it's supposed to be a house of prayer, a house of praise. Jesus entered the temple and he began to drive out all the counterfeit worship. All the people buying and selling animals for what? So, so they, they, were, they were doing it for the right purpose. Their agenda was to sacrifice. But Jesus said, wait a minute. I don't care what, how you package this. I don't care what name you call it. 
I don't care if you say this is for 45 minutes of singing and praising and worshiping God. I don't care what, how, how you see it. What matters is what, what, what is it producing. He says, he knocked over. Jesus was so mad, so upset. Because when there is real worship that manifests, when there is real praise that manifests, every counterfeit sacrifices will get knocked out. Every counterfeit worship will get cleaned out. You know, we are, we, we, are, we, are, we are like trying to point fingers at that person and this person and saying, oh, you're not worshiping enough, you're not dancing enough. Why don't you dance yourself first? And when your worship begins to manifest, everything that is counterfeit will get wiped out, will get cleaned out. It says, Jesus cleaned them. Not the disciples, not the crowds. It was not a riot. Where the crowds are like, man, all these guys, they are stealing money, let's go take... No, 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 nothing like that. Jesus himself, who is the only one worthy to knock over the tables. Jesus himself went and did all that. Okay, he, he didn't even allow his closest Peter, James and John to do these things. It says, he said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer. But you have turned it into a den of what you, you've made it into a business transaction you, you you've you've made it into you take this and i'll get this you worship and then you will get breakthrough you sing these many songs and then you will go back healed you know we've made it into a business transaction church the only justification i'm going to give today is that the lord needs it not because you're going to get back 10 donkeys not because you're going to get back 10,000 rupees in your account. The Lord needs it. Will you give? The Lord needs it. Will you worship? The Lord needs it. Will you raise your voice? The Lord needs it. Will you still praise? We, 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 we are not making into a den of thieves. The book of Hebrews. This is how you identify true worship. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Paul says, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, which is the fruit of lips. The fruit of our, everybody say fruit of lips. That acknowledge his name. Do you know what is the sacrifice of praise to God? It is the fruit of your lips. The fruit of your lips. You, what you speak from Monday to Saturday. Are you acknowledging his name or are you constantly complaining are you constantly highlighting your lack are you constantly highlighting what you don't have Paul says through him through Jesus the only way our worship is valid the only way our sacrifice is valid if it is through him if it is through Jesus because the fruit of your lips will tell me if your worship was about Jesus or if your worship was about yourself. I felt so good today. It was not about you feeling good. <laughs> when I jumped, uh, when I jumped, no, I just felt so, so much of electricity flowing through me. It was not about you. Praise God if electricity flows through your body. I want it to. But the fruit of your lips... The fruit of your lips is it bringing glory to the name of Jesus 
the fruit of your lips is it about him the fruit of your lips when you speak about worship when you speak about giving to god is it about him or is it about you that will tell you if your worship is real or not you know the bible says immediately once the cleansing got done in matthew chapter 21 verse 14 it says the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them so all this while the temple was crowded lot of people are there but they are there for business transactions but once there was a cleansing there was space for the blind and the lame to come you know it's not because god doesn't want to heal people it's because we've crowded the house of god with too many other things it's not because god doesn't want to help forgive people or help people or you know save people it's because we've made it about too many other things as soon as the cleansing happened it says the blind and the lame and everybody they came to him in the temple not in the ground not outside in the temple they came to him you know this is a temple where blind and lame people are not allowed into this is the old testament temple i'm talking about it is not the new testament church this is a temple where blind and lame people were not allowed to enter but they came to jesus because there is only one way of perfect praise one way of perfect sacrifice and it is through jesus and they all came to jesus and everybody that came to jesus the bible says he healed them all are you ready for the next part this is the last part i promise it says but some of the pharisees among the crowd they said teacher rebuke your followers for saying things like this what were they saying they were saying glory to god in the highest they were singing praise to the son of david they they were going crazy in their worship the, the way that they were dancing rejoice it began to provoke the religious spirit so can i make one more statement if if your worship in church every sunday when i say worship i mean praise okay if your praise if it is not making someone else uncomfortable if your screaming is not making someone else uncomfortable those religious people who attend church regularly they should become tired of you then then your praise is not praise enough that's what the bible says these the, this praise festival was so crazy that all the pharisees in the house they began to manifest they went to the chief chief chief, chief the pastor and he said pastor can you please stop them rebuke them this is too loud this is too radical for our church this is disturbing the order of our service this is this you know people don't like it newcomers will not enjoy this you know can you please quench this person somehow you know just teach them some manners when he worships his clothes is falling off you know it has happened in the bible that I mean, come on wasn't it a genuine thing that his wife is going to him and saying bro i like your love for god and all but this is becoming vulgar now you know because your clothes are falling off but david said you have no idea this is just the start i my praise it is only going to become even more undignified it doesn't matter if somebody looks down on the king 
because it's not about me my praise is about the one that i'm praising it says they 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 asked jesus to rebuke his followers for saying things like this you want to read jesus reply jesus replied saying if they keep quiet <laughs> why because this day is made for worship this season if you keep quiet there are stones waiting to worship so don't ever think you are irreplaceable yes you are you are formed for praise yes there is an exclusive purpose of god for your life yes you are the chosen generation yes you are the holy people yes you're brought together so that you can show forth the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into marvelous light but if you keep quiet there are stones waiting to replace you stones waiting to replace you if you understand the prophetic significance of it i don't have time in the book of habakkuk chapter 2 it's not in a very pleasant environment it's not stones begin to sing hallelujah that's not how stones sing <laughs> if you read habakkuk go back and read habakkuk chapter 2 where the prophet says the stones will begin to cry out the context is that you know is talking to a group of people who are building their homes and building their houses and and they're least bothered about the house of god and habakkuk is writing to that people and he's saying if you continue doing this if you continue to devalue god's presence and just you know prioritize your own comfort then the stones are going to begin to cry out these stones are going to begin to fall off these stones that you are carefully building one upon the other the stones will begin to fall off we may read jesus statement and think that all oh, the stones will begin to sing nice songs <laughs> no 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 it's not talking about that it's talking about how things that you have built in your life they will begin to make a sound and that sound may not be pleasant that sound may not be the sound of praise and and jesus says today is a day i cannot keep quiet i cannot contain them because if i begin to contain them there are stones that are waiting to roll there are stones that are waiting to turn the place upside down it is my praise and your praise that holds the stones in its place that is saying no your time's not up yet see there is a time for chaos ashwar how many of you know that there's a time when everything is going to go into chaos but our praise holds everything together our praise stops the stones in its tracks and says no 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 it's not time yet today is my day today is not your day to sing you have to look at some of the stones that are coming your way and you have to stop them and you say ah oh, you will have your day to sing but today is my day to sing today is my day to worship because the psalmist says that everything that breathes let them sing praise to the lord praise the lord how many of you have breath in your nostrils this morning and couple of weeks back i was struggling for breath couple of weeks back i i i i know the value of breathing now yeah struggling for breath because they 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 have to put ventilators and then later you know inside the nose and then later a mask and like over a period of 7 days gradually they got me back to breathing on my own 
in even after i got back home i couldn't like breathe properly because there was fluid in my lungs i i would walk from that end to that end and i'd be tired one day i went to the terrace to fill water and i blacked out because you know your your breath is so important to your life and the psalmist says let everything that has breath everything that has breath if you have breath today you qualify to bring praises to god if you have breath today you are obligated to bring praises to god if you have breath today then it is your season your time before the stones begin to sing we don't need anything else we don't need a breakthrough or miracle or testimony nothing we just need our breath all that we need is our breath to declare no 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 today is my day this is the day that the lord has made we will rejoice and we will be glad in it matthew 21 verse 15 he says the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law they saw these wonderful miracles and they heard even the children in the temple shouting praise god for the son of david but the bible says they saw and they heard but says in the next verse the leaders they were indignant they asked jesus do you hear what these children are saying you know these were not adults grown up people they were like children ordinary kids ordinary kids when we were in uganda we we got we got a glimpse of that how kids were the first ones to respond how many if you want to get saved all the kids will raise their hand how many if you want to get healed all the kids are excited to get healed how many if you want to do something great in life all the kids and and we are thinking men what happened to all their parents the kids the children were the ones dancing and rejoicing and worshiping and the leaders they were very provoked by this they 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 didn't mind the elders singing they're like children children are giving worship to jesus how how dare they do this and jesus replied saying haven't you read the scriptures for they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise you know this morning i'm 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 looking at some children in this house some donkeys who have never been ridden before some inexperienced people some people who have never tapped into certain dimensions of praise and worship and i'm saying jesus says he has taught children and infants to praise him not me you so so this morning you don't need a worship leader to teach you how to praise him you don't need that dance moves that pastor kachi does i mean praise god for that but you don't need him to teach you how to give praise to jesus because he has taught children and infants can we reposition ourselves this morning i i don't want to be a very scholarly person who knows every bible verse no no i want to be that child that infant that jesus can teach how to praise god i want to be that little baby in this house that guy who doesn't know anything so that jesus can train me so that jesus can teach me i'm going to read i'm going to read psalm 8 because this is where jesus quoted the scripture from read it with me psalm 8 verse 1 oh lord our god your majestic name 
it fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught, loudly, you have taught children and infant to do what? To tell, loudly, to tell, to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. How, how is God silencing his enemies? What is God doing when Jesus is riding on the donkey into the temple? How, what is God doing? God is silencing his enemies. How is he doing that? By teaching children and infants to tell, to tell, to tell, to tell. Those who can't sing, can you tell? To tell of your strength. To tell of your strength. I'm going to read it from the ESV translation. It says, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes. To still, everybody say to still. The enemy is being stilled this morning. I stand as a prophet over you right now and I say, your enemies are being stilled. The enemies that fought you till today, they are being stopped in their tracks right now. To still, to still, to still. In Jesus' name. Read, read it from the KGV Bible, okay? It says, out of the mouths, mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Ordained strength. Which means this morning, our praise is being ordained. God is ordaining us for praise. Children, babes and infants in this house. I'm inviting the babes and the infants in this house. Because your ordination is to praise God. And when you do praise God, this is going to be the result. He says, because of thine enemies, so that thou mightest still, two, two, two group of people. One is the enemy and one is the avenger. Do you know who is the enemy? Enemy is somebody who is after you without a cause. The enemy comes to kill, steal and to destroy. Do you know who is an avenger? An avenger is the one who is after you because of a cause. Because of a reason. You know, the enemy is after you because he sees you, you're prospering. He just wants to steal money from you. But the avenger, he's saying, man, this guy doesn't tithe. You know, you know the verse that says, if you tithe, the Lord will rebuke the devourer. But the avenger, he's the one who has legal access into your house. Because you have not tithed. Because there are things where you have compromised your life. There are areas where you have gone wrong, where you have made mistakes, where you have compromised, where you have done things that you should not have done. Put your hands into jars you should not have put. So there are two kinds of battles that you're about to overcome. The enemy and the avenger. The enemy comes without a cause. But the avenger, he comes with a cause. He has a word of condemnation to speak over you. He's accusing you of some wrongdoing right now. But the Lord says, are you ready for this? Out of the mouth of babies and infants, He's ordaining strength. So that when that strength goes out, it is going to silence two groups of people. One is the enemies, 
I'm the Avengers. Yes, you, you, you deserve to die, Priji. But when the praise goes out, it is going to stop the ones that you deserve and the ones that you don't deserve. Both categories of people. Both categories. Both categories are being silenced this morning. There is a mute button being pressed. Your praise is a mute button. <laughs> That's what it says. It says that thou mightest silence the enemies. Hallelujah. I'm out of breath. I'm out of verses. But I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Please stand with me. Psalm 149 verse 6. Lift your hands to me because I'm blessing you right now. Let the praises of God be in their mouths, Lord. Let the praises of God be in their mouths this morning. Wherever your children go to this week, whatever they do, let the praises of God be found in their mouths. The sacrifice of praise as a fruit, the, the fruit, the fruit of their lips, let it be a sacrifice of praise. And a sharp sword, lift your hands, a sharp sword in their hands. So that they can execute vengeance on the nations. Lord, I declare that their praise this week will be executing vengeance on the nations. They are not just doing this to defend themselves from their avenger and from their enemy. No, 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 no. Now they are going on the offensive. Now they are executing vengeance upon the nations of the earth. And punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains and to execute the judgment that is written against them in scripture. Because this is the glorious privilege of his faithful ones. And Father, I pray that everybody that is under the sound of my voice, their praise will be known as a faithful praise. Their worship, their worship will be known genuine. Their giving will be unique, peculiar, not like everybody else's, not like everything else. It will be different. 